This is Tim Tap, host of Tap Into the Truth that you can hear every Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on the K-Star Talk Radio Network, Liberty Talk FM, ZMA Radio, and the Vera Networks. Command code verified. is in a crucial stage It's not because of foreign wars we wage It's more to do with the colors blue and red Too many laws and too much government Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread So many people try to cross the border Politicians build a new world order Today's broadcast of Tap Into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you, as always, I am your ever so humble and mostly peaceful and somewhat under the weather host, Tim Tap, coming to you live from historic Roan County, Tennessee. And we are indeed live. It is Friday night. That means we are blasting out across the airwaves. We are on WCET in Columbia, South Carolina. We are going out on the last frequency. We are also on the K-Star Talk Radio Network, ZMA Radio, and, of course, Liberty Talk FM, just to name a few. And those guys have digital imprints as well beyond just their platforms. So uh, talk stream live and right talk and Irish radio. If you're listening anywhere live, thank you so much for being here. Uh, It is Friday night, so obviously I have to be here. Uh, I just, I I can't, uh, unless I just don't have a pulse, 
I will do the Friday night uh, bit, uh, even if I'm doing sign language and Doug is having to translate, although he's uh, probably thinking that's a bad idea, Tim. Okay, so today we're scheduled to be joined by Miss Stella Morbido. She'll be joining us once again. We're also scheduled to be joined by another returning guest, Randy L. Noble. And in the second hour, we're scheduled to have an extended conversation with Ken Crow. So, definitely looking forward to having those conversations. They all should be informative and hopefully a little bit of fun once we get into the second hour, if not a little bit before then. It is Star Trek Day, after all. Uh, I don't know about you guys. Uh, we're, as a conservative, I've been made to feel recently like it's not okay for me to be a Star Trek fan. Well pooey with that. The leftists may be right about Gene Roddenberry's ideology about the Federation being some socialistic type utopia, but I was watching Star Trek as a sci-fi fan as a kid before I understood the political ramifications, and a lot of what I saw was the swashbuckling, uh, I'm basically a pirate ship captain kind of activity from Kirk, and the strange and unique idea of alien cultures with Spock. So you know what? Screw those leftist utopiasts, and it's okay for conservatives to still be fans of Star Trek. Uh, it's just, I would try to avoid the wokeness of the more recent shows. Anyway, before we get into anything else, I want to take the opportunity to remind you about our friends over at Native Path. Uh, obviously, want to make sure that we get all the uh, sponsors' information out there. Now, uh, we've talked about before, you know, the great thing about Star Trek is they've got great health care, right? Uh, a lot of cool stuff going on. But where we're at right now, the woke virus has taken over healthcare. You got to take your health into your own hands. You got to do all the things necessary to take care of yourself. So if you're worried about your heart, your memory, uh, swollen, achy joints, and man, I, I still can't get over how well it's worked for me in that arena. Our friends at Native Path have an Antarctic Krill oil supplement that really can put an end to issues with all three. It's been shown to support healthy blood pressure, circulation, brain health, as well as reduce inflammation throughout the body, especially swelling and joint pain. It, again, that's what it's done for me, and it, I don't hesitate to use the phrasing miracle because that's how I feel about it. It's been fantastic. So even if they stop sponsoring the show – I'm going to keep using it. It's been phenomenal when other stuff would barely touch the pain or would barely help. Uh, the Native Path Krill Oil has just been phenomenal. And right now, there's no better time to try it for yourself. Just visit FixSwollenFeet.com and check out a deal that is exclusive to listeners to tap into the truth. So get on over there. Uh, check it out. The krill oil they're using is pure, it's effective, it's easily absorbed by the body, contains a unique form of omega-3 fatty acid that helps to reduce inflammation and swelling. Limited time, get over there and take full advantage of up to 58% off of the Native Path Antarctic Krill. Again, exclusive offer for Tap Into The Truth listeners. Visit Fix Swollen Feet. All right, with that being said, it is now time to introduce our first guest. As uh, you know, she's been with us before. She has been 
a, a longtime uh, contributor to The Federalist. In fact, she is considered a senior contributor to The Federalist now, has been uh, over there since at least 2014. And her uh, recent book, The Weaponization of Loneliness, has really set a tone. It's resonated even to the point, well, let me just go ahead and bring on Stella Martabito, and I'll make that point once she's joined us. Stella, thank you so much for coming back with us. How are you doing this Friday? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me, Tim. It's good to be back. All right. Well, definitely glad to have you here with us. Uh, I did want to make two comments before we jumped into today's primary topic. Number one, you can always tell you're over the target when you're taking flack. And you have a series of dedicated uh, uh, folks that just want to attack you no matter what you're doing. Every time I... Uh, share a link to any of your work that I mention you. There are certain people that are always commenting from the left, blah, blah. So, again, kudos to you. Uh, it means you're being effective. So congratulations on that. And number two, uh, I, I've had this strange sensation. I saw Hillary Clinton about two weeks ago. Uh, at least it seems like it was about that long. And she was talking about the weaponization of loneliness. Did Hillary Clinton plagiarize you? Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, thank you. And um, what happened was The Atlantic ran an essay, a 3,500-word piece by Hillary Clinton, and they headlined it, The Weaponization of Loneliness. And I was, I was surprised because that's the first time I had seen that term unrelated to my book. Um, and in the article, uh, basically, there's no thesis in her article. I mean, my book points out a process. It points out a thesis about how isolation, social isolation, is used as a political weapon. But what she did in her article, uh, well, several things she tried to do, one of them was just to blame the loneliness epidemic uh, our epidemic of social isolation on everything, quote, right wing. She, it was just basically an enemies list, uh, you know, a list of her deplorables and, and um, you know, all the standard left wing uh, tropes, uh, you know, dozens of times she brings them out in there. But there's no, uh, there's no thesis other than her trying to say that all the blame for America's uh, isolation, social isolation and loneliness is uh, due to, um, you know, Newt Gingrich, Steve Bannon, Rush Limbaugh. You know, she goes on and on. But I thought it was interesting because it's clear to me that, I mean, that, you know, my book is not a New York Times bestseller, of course, but it's gotten a lot done, a or lots of interviews, uh, well over 100 interviews on this book, some of them very uh, high profile. And uh, so it's pretty clear to me anybody who studies the loneliness epidemic would have run across my book. So I don't think it's an accident that they use that term. I think uh, what what is being done there is to try to flip it around and uh and and use it for their purposes particularly hillary clinton who also used it in her interview with rachel maddow about a week later yeah yeah it's pretty clear-cut they they like to blame whatever they're doing on the conservative side 
and they also like to take anything that's effectively being used in messaging against them and try to flip it around because they really do count on people uh, – well, sometimes – Honestly, they count on people being stupid, but then they also count on people being lazy. They're, you're just going to take my word for it. You're not going to go see for yourself. Yeah. And, and that's a big part of why uh, the weaponization of loneliness, uh, your book, as you wrote it, is indeed so effective because we've seen uh, the left actually weaponizing loneliness, keeping us divided. And that's almost the most fundamental basic building block. Uh, the whole no notion of uh, the rules for radicals is to demonize your enemies, separate them, strip them down. It's the whole purpose of cancel culture is to eliminate and isolate those people that are no longer worthy. And that brings us to tonight's primary uh, topic. Uh, we saw during the first round of COVID panic, the government and various organizations, uh, lots of individual businesses, uh, all taking the steps of enforcing COVID policies. And uh, this was isolations and masking and all this other crazy stuff, including the lockdowns. And it really looks like, I, in my opinion, and I know I'm not the only one uh, thinking this or saying it, uh, to help them to once again go to mail-in ballots and a difficult-to-control electioneering. But it is also, once again, another extension of weaponizing loneliness and making people be afraid to communicate with one another. So as we're seeing this being set up, uh, what was your initial reaction and how how were you able to contain yourself? Because I know you had to be just chomping at the bit to get out and warn people about this. Oh, yes, Tim. Thank you. Well, this round two or whatever you want to call it of COVID, I think it feels more like round 50. But, um, you know, because they just keep coming back to it. But this is uh, where they really want to bring back mask mandates and, uh, you know, all the other kinds of mandates. Uh, the thing that your listeners and I think everybody needs to be aware of, and this is the reason I wrote the book, is to understand that social isolation, that that striking fear of being ostracized into into people is the time-tested method of social control and social engineering. It's been used by every tyrannical and totalitarian regime out there. And, of course, it's also been used by cult leaders. And, you know, it, 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 it's, a, it, it's an old uh, method of controlling people. The very first thing that's done by, like, say, for example, a gaslighting partner is to isolate the person, make sure they can't talk to anybody, can't talk to friends. And, um, and we can see this now with the push for censorship as well. But COVID in particular was, it is, you know, the, the mandates um, are uh, really a form of enforced isolation, enforced to a degree that we had never before seen in this country. Um, but if you look at left you know, all, all the policies of the left, uh, so many of them seem tailor-made to cultivate isolation, to cultivate 
our atomization um, so that, you know, we, we're fearful of even talking to one another. We're fearful we're going to say the wrong thing. I mean, that's what political correctness caused us to shut up about what we believe or even lie about what we believe. A lot of people, not, yeah, I mean, a lot of people like us don't really have the, the lower threshold that other people do, but um, this is extremely dangerous to go down this path. And my prayer and hope is that uh, people do not fall for it the way they fell for it before. Originally, things were very chaotic. We were scared, you know, big virus and so on and so forth. But hopefully people will have wised up to the point that, you know, they aren't going to play along with it like they did. Yeah. Well, that kind of leads me to my next question because – I was going to ask you if you thought they would, because at this point, even people that generally tend to fall into the sheeple category, if you'll allow me to use the term, uh, have really gotten over masking and uh, 17 rounds of booster vaccinations. Oh, and now Mm -hmm. uh, magically you're claiming you have a new vaccine ready to go for a variant that you didn't know existed until five minutes ago. Uh, That seems odd. And we do have this uh, still continuing nearly epidemic, uh, yet the mainstream media clearly still trying to keep it under wraps, uh, epidemic of young people, especially athletic young males in particular, but it's not exclusive, but they've had the highest rates, uh, strangely enough, all vaccinated and all having uh, un unprecedented levels of heart conditions just uncommon for Mm -hmm. healthy young people to have uh obviously they don't want you trying to put two and two together and uh, you know there's still not the enough medical evidence to claim that uh, there is a causal effect here but if you just ask the question what's different it leans to that one particular suggestion Uh, so a lot of people do seem to have woke up do you think Mm -hmm. they'll have the same level of success or will this maybe work against them this time well, I, 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 as I said, I hope and pray that people don't fall for this kind of stuff. Who knows what kind of punishments they're going to you know, push on people who are, quote, vaccine hesitant this time around or, uh, you know, go into a store without a mask on. Uh, I think that, I mean, I know a lot of people who've taken that injection, taken them, you know, twice and said never again. Uh, I mean, I actually know people have been injured. And in fact, when you think about it, the rate of injury, I can't quote the statistics, but it is so, so much higher than uh, would have been, you know, any other vaccine like 10, 15 years, 20 years ago would have been totally taken off the market with this level of injuries, uh, you know, and we don't even know the true extent of it. We just know uh, from some sectors, you know, what's been reported. Uh, but I know people have been injured. I mean, after the first Pfizer, I mean, I know one person who's paralyzed from the waist down. It's horrific horrific these kinds of injuries uh, that would have been deeply investigated in the past that um, we don't hear about uh, like we should and you're right Uh, I mean we do hear about these athletes but they get covered up pretty fast by the media Uh, you know we hear about them maybe if you're on social media 
but a lot of people aren't aren't getting the full story unfortunately um, but I, I think that what we need to keep in mind, and this is the thesis of my book, The Weaponization of Loneliness, um, that isolation is the most powerful weapon that is used to control people. And you're exactly right, Tim, the threat of being canceled, the threat of losing your job, the threat of just being totally ostracized from society. Um, and, and now they want to push censorship at a level that is so unconstitutional, something we've never seen before. Uh, and, and, of course, what does censorship do? It, it, it prevents us from talking to one another openly. And, again, censorship then is one of the, you know, the, the most effective forms, if, you can, if they can get away with it, of, of isolating people in order to control them. Yeah. Yeah. To, to further uh, illustrate your point, you talked about uh, the uh, vaccines being pulled off the market. I, I would suggest they wouldn't even be on the market yet if we were following normal protocols. Uh, we're still in oh, technically right. the experimental. Yeah. But you're absolutely right about the, uh, the censorship as well. Uh, that's probably more terrifying than the other aspects here because, you know, we just recently saw some Democratic office holders in a hearing uh, talking about the protection of free speech literally say that free speech is dangerous to a society. It's like, well, it, it can be, but that's not a society that I want to be a part of if it's dangerous to it, and that's kind of the opposite of the American spirit. But I, I really feel like, uh, uh, Stella, and, and you can correct me if you think I'm wrong on this one, but it really does feel like the political left at the global level and certainly here in the states think they are past the tipping point since the election of Barack Obama because they've had a different attitude. It, it, they moved away from this incrementalism and little by little, and they don't, they, don't, they don't even necessarily try to hide the ball lots of times. They'll tell you exactly what it is they're going to do, and they expect you to just either not take them at their word or they feel like they're excited that they've got enough people supporting them, even though they're stuck in their echo chambers. And because they have the squeakiest wheels, uh, they still manage to, to push their agenda forward. So, I, again, have you noticed the change in the aggressiveness of the left, or is it just me being overly sensitive since that point? Oh, no, you're right. They are so much more aggressive than ever before. It's like they feel they can get away with murder, and they're going for it. I mean, you know, with COVID, we saw that. And, and of course, with the elections, now if you even question, if you even question the integrity of an election, they, they want to lock you up. Uh, it, you know, it, it, it's really horrific what's happening out there. And to say that free speech is dangerous, what's dangerous is censorship. Censorship if, if you want lots of disinformation, just, uh, you know, allow that kind of political censorship that they're looking for. That's how you get disinformation. It's also how you get hate. You know, they, they claim that they need to, you know, uh, pr protect us from, quote, hate speech. Uh, well, you know, the kind of... Uh, speech that they've been spewing about with, uh, you know, cancel culture and everything else uh, qualifies uh, for, as hate speech. You know, how they are constantly demonizing, you used that term earlier, Tim, I think it's, it's especially accurate. 
you know, they they have a, like a thousand terms that they throw around. You know, fascist, conspiracy theorist, election denier, homophobe. I mean, they go on and on. Bigot, hater, you know, anti-vaxxer. They they just throw out all these slurs. That was in Hillary's piece, by the way. All these slurs, and that's supposed to shut you up and prevent you from talking. Uh, to, to anybody, really. They they really want to regulate our relationships. They don't want us talking to one another without their permission is what it really boils down to, as it always does in a totalitarian society. So I, I find if, if, if you want to protect us from hate or uh, or, you know, uh, want to keep the nation safer and if you want uh, to protect us from disinformation, then Absolutely, the First Amendment is totally sacrosanct. You cannot go around saying that free speech is, uh, you know, dangerous. What's dangerous is the kind of political censorship that's meant to isolate and control the entire society. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's the only way the left can be successful, though. They have to keep us yeah. divided, uh, divided and fighting amongst ourselves so that we don't pay attention to what they're up to. And uh, if if they can't accomplish that, then eventually we see what they're up to and say that's enough. Uh, Stella, thank you so much for joining us tonight. As always, I greatly appreciate your time. Uh, great conversation tends to go by way too quickly, and uh, that's happened here tonight. Uh, I certainly hope that uh, you'll continue to, to stay in the fight. I have no doubts that you will. But uh, in the meanwhile, please remind everybody where they can find the book. Uh, if you're still inviting people to follow you on social media, feel free to share those platforms and your handles, uh, your websites, anything else you want to put out there. Now's the time. Oh, thank you so much, Tim. Uh, yeah, my Twitter handle is Stella underscore Morabito, uh, Twitter, uh, or X, or whatever they call it. And uh, StellaMorabito.net, Stella Morabito, one word, is my personal blog. And you can also find me as the author at The Federalist. And uh, I just really appreciate it. And, of course, my book's available on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, um, but online. It's, uh, it's not really uh, in, a book, in the bookstores um, right now. It's, it's online, but there's also Kindle edition. But thank you so much, Tim. Really enjoyed talking to you. All right, and uh, I as well. I hope we can get together and talk again soon and would love to have a chance to talk about some positive stuff sometime. Stella, keep up the great work. We'll see you again soon. Well, thank you. You too, Tim. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that is, of course, Stella Marabito. Uh, she is the author of The Weaponization of Loneliness as well as a senior contributor at The Federalist. Uh, check out her work. There will be links in the show description if you're listening to the podcast after the fact. Now, real quick before we go to the mid-hour break, I want to remind you about our friends over at Vanish Holsters. Why? Because you can't afford to let comfort keep you from legally carrying. The world's getting too dangerous out there during the age of binomics. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, uh, if you want a comfortable holster that is designed to help save you money as well, Vanish has got you covered. Go check out what they've got to offer. Uh, visit them at www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. You want to use the backslash T-A-P-P so that it will automatically activate for you a $40 discount. Uh, who can afford not to save money, right? Just check them out. Thousands of customers say nothing but great things. I've told you about 
about them before. I still stand by it. Please go visit them. www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this brief break. This is Stella Morabito, author of The Weaponization of Loneliness, and you're listening to Tim Tapp and Tap Into the Truth. The collegiate football season opener in which the Colorado Buffaloes defeated number 17 TCU in a classic contest was nothing short of amazing. But some people are hoping that Coach Deion Sanders fails big time. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Ever since Coach Prime Time announced he was leaving Jackson State, many detractors hoped he would fail. There were blacks like Kevin W. Cosby, president of Simmons College, an SBCU institution in Kentucky. In December of 2022, Cosby stated he hopes Coach Deion Sanders fails at Colorado because he thought that Coach Sanders should have stayed at an HBCU school. If Mr. Cosby is so concerned about HBCU schools, maybe he should help head up an investigation into why most HBCUs allegedly have squandered the record amount of money they received under the Trump administration. Hmm. Hopefully, young Americans will learn from Primetime's example of overcoming major challenges and not allowing ignorant naysayers to have the final say over his destination. I predict we have witnessed only the beginning of a long, successful career for Coach Sanders and the young men he will positively impact for many years to come. I'm... Ron Edwards. Bean stocks designed specifically for people who haven't started investing yet or don't know how to do it or haven't been trained how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. It's a system that really simplifies the investing process. The challenge we all have is that as you work and you grow in your career, you have to put something aside for yourself when you retire, around 65 years old. And the idea of Beanstalks is to simplify that whole process. In other words, put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100, and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstalk does is basically automate that process for you. Easy to set up. You can transfer directly to your bank account and puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key, the idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bi-monthly. But the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do. Introducing Einstock, Drink, Conquer, Repeat, Skull, Einstock Beer, 
is a globally distributed, award-winning Icelandic craft beer. Einstock is created from the Icelandic water that flows from glaciers through lava fields and delivers some of the purest water on Earth. Knowing that beer is 95% water, we source the first and most vital ingredient from the local springs of a mountain that stands guard over the town of Akiari, just 60 miles south of the Arctic Circle. Einstock beer is crafted with locally sourced ingredients, and the brewery runs from 100% renewable energy sources, geothermal, and hydropower. Einstock has become the number one craft beer and also the number one alcohol export from Iceland. Here in the United States, you can find Einstock beer on the shelves at retail chains like ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, Bemmo, Cost Plus World Market, HEB in Texas, Kroger, Publix, Target, Total Wine, Trader Joe's, and Whole Foods, just to name a few. So won't you raise a glass and drink, conquer, repeat, skull. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. From all of us here at my pillow Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. This is Randy Noble with the Cross in the Desert speaking hope and freedom to Iran. You're listening to Tim Tap and Tap into the Truth. Right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for staying with us through that very brief break. We are about to bring Mr. Randy L. Noble on here just a moment. But before I do, I need to remind you about our friends over at Four Patriots. Uh, right now, Joe Biden is counseling leases in Alaska. He's going to drive fuel prices up even more, continue to destroy the value of the dollar. You need to be prepared for the worst. 
I don't know how much plainer I can be about it. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to help you be ready because that's what friends do, right? We help one another. Uh, nobody is in a position better to help you with survival food kits, backup emergency electricity with solar answers, and water purification seeds, the whole nine. If it comes to being ready for when society goes sideways, even if it's just for a little while, Four Patriots has got you covered. Don't take my word for it. Go check them out for yourself. Visit fourpatriots.com. Use promo code TAP, T-A-P-P, at checkout to save yourself 10% on whatever you decide to order. That way, you can save a little money. In the age of Bidenomics, who can afford not to save money, right? So one more time, that's the number four, patriots.com. Use promo code TAP, T-A-P-P, at checkout. And welcome to the show, uh, returning guest, host of the cross in the desert speaking hope and freedom to Iran ladies and gentlemen prolific author Randy L Noble Randy thank you so much for joining us again glad to have you on board and uh, how are you today well thank you so much Tim Tap and tap into the truth it's such a privilege and an honor to be your guest to be a voice for my Iranian friends and I'm doing super good because this is the platform I need to be a voice for them. Thank you once again. Oh, well, I'm glad to be able to play, uh, even if it is just a small part in that. Uh, I know you have dedicated so much of your life to reminding uh, the general public that a lot of people in Iran are Christian. A lot of people in Iran are victims of the mullahs and the totalitarian uh, regime that rules over with the uh, Islamic dictates, and it really behooves us because it's really hard sometimes uh, if you're not engaged with individuals to remember you're talking about people that are suffering the same issues uh, in in a lot of ways far worse. I, it, it never never ceases to blow my mind how out of touch Americans are with what the conditions are in other parts of the world. So I'm glad to be able to help give you that voice and give you a platform, and especially considering that we're getting very, very close to a global rally. However, that's the primary reason you're here. So I'm going to step back from the microphone for a minute, and I'm going to let you uh, to do your thing, Randy. Uh, let everybody know about what's coming on September 16th. Well, thank you, Tim. Uh, it is such a pleasure to be the voice of these suffering men and women. It was September 16, 2022, when a young Kurdish girl came to Tehran, Iran. She was barely off of the train when the morality police accosted her and said, Ma'am, you're wearing an improper hijab. She was showing just a few strands of hair. Five minutes later, she was arrested taken into custody. Two hours later, her brother found out that she was lying in a coma in a hospital. She was on life support. Her family rushed to Tehran, and of course, every human rights activist, every person that does this work knows exactly what happened. She was beaten to death en route to this detention center, and then they wanted to say, well, she just had a heart attack, and they came up with a video. Thus, September 16th, coming up in just 
eight days is remembering Masa Gina Amini, one girl out of thousands that have been brutalized and killed by the Iranian regime for simply saying, I don't believe in the hijab. She was wearing hers, Tim, but it's showing just a few strands of hair. Now, let me tell you what's at stake here. There has been an uprising since September 16th of last year, both men and women. And they have been out on the streets, and they have been peacefully protesting. And in my book, Uprising, We Are the Revolution, I chronicle the story of Masajini Amini, Hadis Najafa, Nika Shakarami. These are prominent, peaceful protesters. I chronicle the last hours of their life as they were brutally murdered for simply standing up and saying no to the hijab law. But it's not just about showing hair, Tim. It's about having freedom. It's about saying, yes, this is my body. This is what I choose to wear. This is my mind. This is what I choose to believe in. They're not afforded that opportunity. So because Iran is such a dear, dear nation to my heart, this year, this September 16th, there are literally cities all over the world with Iranian Americans and people that are human rights activists who will go out in the streets and remind the world that this regime has got to go. This regime has been in power since 1979, and they continue to murder peaceful protesters. Just last week, a peaceful protester, nearing September 16th, his name was David Ruhi. He was arrested in November of last year for dancing during a protest. He was a dancer. Just recently, in prison, he ended up in the hospital with injuries were the result of torture. He is dead. And it amazes me that this close to September 16th, this regime continues to murder innocent people that are peacefully protesting. Also, Gina Masa Amini's uncle was also arrested just a week ago because Iran knows what's going to happen in every city in Iran on September 16th. And they're doing everything they can with this recent death to try to squelch any uprising, saying this will happen to you if you do that. So, Tim, this is why I want to be a guest on your radio to remind every one of us that September 16th, from cities like Toronto, Berlin, Germany, all cities are going to be out, thousands in the street, to remind us of the freedoms that we take for granted and to say, Masha, Janie, and Mimi did not die in vain. In my book, I said, Dear Masa, you courageously defied the hijab law. Your unjust death sparked a revolution, an uprising that will never die. We are all Masa. And the song I had to lead in to our discussion today is from Muse. It's a song called Uprising, and this has been a song I really have adopted on my blog talk radio for every program I do. They will not force us. They will stop degrading us. They will not control us. And we will be victorious. I want us to remember that on September 16th, this uprising was the beginning of the end of this illegitimate government that has killed so many men and women simply for wanting freedom.
Well said, Randy. Well said. Of course, I would expect nothing less. Now, uh, let's let's take a quick look at why the mainstream media here in this country has so quickly tried to turn the page. Thankfully, uh, there are plenty of people here that have refused to allow it. They they won't let this story die. People like uh, yourself are really helping to to keep a focus on that. But there's a ton of people, not just here, but around the world, clearly. But it's just so utterly ridiculous that we currently have an administration in the White House that wants to play nice with the uh, mullahs in Iran, and they don't want to put a spotlight on their human rights to issues. They don't want to put a spotlight on the freedoms, the liberties, the lives that they take in the name of just maintaining power. Uh, what is it that you would hope would happen as far as the spirit within the American public in the consciousness? Well, I want to first of all, I want to tell you about a very important friend in my life. Her name is Nazani Afshin Jam. She's an Iranian-Canadian human rights activist that came from Iran when she was just a little child. She is putting together a big rally in Canada to stand up for Gina Masa Amini. What I want to see happen is for us to not let this story die, to not let it go away, because what is happening in Iran is so important, not only to uh, us in the United States, but to the whole world. The Biden administration wants to take $6 billion and pay a ransom for four Americans held hostage right now in Iran. And my Iranian-American friend, um, Marzea Amarizada, who was in prison in Iran on death row for distributing Bibles, she's now a citizen here, she wrote a great piece for Town Hall saying this would be the most disastrous thing for us to do. Every time Iran wants to imprison someone, they're going to ask for money. And you know, the Biden administration will do this. The Obama administration did this in 2015. The only president, Tim that would tear that agreement up in two seconds is Donald J. Trump. Every Iranian refugee that I talk to daily cannot wait for President Trump to become the official president again because he was a voice for the Iranian people. He talked about human rights. This administration is one big appeasement. What I want us to get out of this rally is a solidarity and one voice to say hope and freedom for Iranian people, and no to Joe Biden and his appeasement policy. We need to make this story never go away because it's so important to the Middle East and the power there. With Iran being supplied any type of nuclear weapons, and by the way, they continue to enrich their uranium every day, for them to be in any kind of control and any kind of appeasement toward them is going to empower them even more in the Middle East. We had peace in the Middle East with Donald Trump as president. So we need to move forward. We need to stand strong with our Iranian friends, and we need to say no to any appeasement policy and yes to human rights for all Iranians. Well, no, we discussed this last time you were on, but this particular movement does feel very different from the previous efforts at protest and uprising. Uh, the Iranian government's been pretty well able to squash these before, but the spirit is different this time. The people are still continuing to stand up. They know what's coming, 
and they still are refusing to back down. And that's the part that bugs me the most about our administration's efforts of failing to support it. I don't understand the level of appeasement. It, Like you said, it behooves the entire world to see Iran return to a, a system of government uh, like before the uh, overthrow of the Shah, back when they were one of the most uh, advanced countries in the Middle East, when they uh, their people and, and were a height of culture and instead of this 16th century uh, repressive ideology that refuses to let people be free. And I'm so glad that there are people out there like you, Randy, that are uh, just refusing to let that notion go. Uh, any final thoughts before we start uh, winding down the conversation as far as uh, seeing that return and uh, anything positive that you're seeing in regards to that continuation of the the movement as opposed to those quick put-downs we've seen in the past? Well, let me tell you, Tim, Islam in Iran, Shia Islam, not Sunni, is dying. Just last week, I reported on the closure of 50,000 mosques in Iran. There are 75,000 mosques estimated in Iran. 50,000 have closed their doors. You know why? Because this government knows that the people are tired of supporting a religion that oppresses. You know, in the Middle East, you have uh, no separation between church and state, like here. In, in Iran, you have a government and a religion as one, and so they use Islam to control and oppress. And that's why the doors are closing, but even more important, it's because hungry and thirsty Iranians are finding their hope and freedom in Jesus. And they are, this is the positive thing, Tim, this persecution, this uprising is actually benefiting the gospel of Jesus Christ. Iranians are coming to faith in Christ. They're giving their lives, they're, they're very, very, very bold. They, they're not afraid. And so what am I seeing positive? I'm seeing lives are being changed. The doors of the mosques are closing, and the doors of the kingdom of God are opening. All right. Well, I'm glad there are voices like yours. And I know I keep saying that, Randy, but it's because it's true. Uh, we don't have enough people uh, trying to keep a spotlight on this, and there's certainly not very many people bringing this particular information to the American public. So, again, I'm very happy to be a platform to help you with that. Uh, before we go, uh, please let everybody know where they can find your books, uh, where they can find the podcast, and, of course, uh, any websites that you want to share beyond that, feel free. And if you're inviting people to follow you on social media, feel free to share those handles and those platforms. Okay, thank you, Tim. You can find me um, on Blog Talk Radio, The Cross in the Desert, Speaking Hope and Freedom to Iran, Monday and Thursday at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. I keep us all informed on what's happening with Iranians. You can get my books on Iran, uh, especially Uprising, We Are the Revolution, on Amazon.com. My name is Randy L. Noble, N-O-B-L-E. I also have a podcast uh, that's on Spotify Anchor. It's kind of a combined thing right now, just called The Cross in the Desert. So please connect with me. I want to hear your stories if you have anything that you can help me to talk about. But I appreciate, Tim, this platform, and thank you, sir, 
for giving a voice to these people, which are dear to my heart. Well, like I said before, Randy, I, I'm just glad to be able to, to help because uh, with your previous visits, it's a case where there's not enough focus put on this. These people are standing up for freedom, and there was a time when the American people would have instinctively resignated to that and thrown their support and would have uh, overthrown an administration doing the kind of things that this one is uh, as a result of it. We would have had uh, recalls and impeachments in the street. Uh, here, let's give a potential nuclear enemy who's siding with China and Russia uh, and trying to destroy the Middle East and our uh, ally Israel through nuclear weapons. Uh, let's just give them money and help them out with that. That's it's nearly suicidal. Uh, glad to hear that the theocracy is in danger too. We're not hearing that from any other sources. Randy, thank you so much as always. Uh, hope we can get together and talk again soon. And hopefully it'll be uh, good news as this continues to develop. Thank you so much, sir. Godspeed to you. Godspeed to you, Tim. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Randy L. Noble. Uh, he's been on before. If you've missed it, check out the archives. Uh, there will be some links in the show description, of course, if you're listening to the podcast later. Uh, we've got just a few minutes before we reset the hour, and uh, I wanted to take the time to remind you that uh, you know we play the ad in the middle uh, about my pillow. And I've had some of the products, and I know I've mentioned it to you before. They sent some cool stuff out, and I'm now having to fight with my wife over the pillows. <laughs> and before, it was kind of good. Um, I missed one of the shows this week because I got a bad head cold. Uh, and I finally got around to uh, – uh, getting one of the shows out this week, yesterday actually, so very rare for me to do a Thursday show these days, doing the Friday Live bit. But it was because she got a cold, <laughs> and she laid up in the bed very sick, and she just – she had my pillow. So by the time I went in there uh, to try to lay down, uh, I caught her cold because she had been – accounts that are available for using the show. Uh, we've got the towels, too. The towels are phenomenal. Uh, the hey, that's my favorite rabble rouser. Okay, are we still live? Okay, we're having some funky stuff on the connection. Yeah, a little te technical difficulties there. I'll get Ken on the, uh, on the line again on the other computer. All right, good deal. Uh, tiny glitches. It's Friday night. We're having a fantastic day on Star Trek Day. Sir. I protest. I am not a merry man. Anyway, I was going to mention that I'm still not able to wear my slippers very often because they're so warm and fuzzy, and it's too hot to wear warm and fuzzy. But I know here in a couple of weeks, when the temperature drops, I'm going to be enjoying mine. They're super soft, and I can't get uh, my wife's slippers off of her feet. She's she's loving them, and she's everywhere. So again, check out the the my pillow stuff. A lot of great products, good little stuff. In the meanwhile. Uh, we are hard at work. We will be back again next Friday. So remember, don't go anywhere uh, for your Friday nights. Plan to be here. We're going to have great lineups again. Uh, I've got one committed at the moment, and we will be set soon. In the meanwhile, I uh, want to make sure that you guys remember that the guests that come on here, they're doing hard work, and they're doing a lot of work. So anytime you come across any of them uh, – Remember, 
to take that in mind whenever you want to critique them. Uh, I have taken a lot of flack in the past for some of the guests that I have on. They're like, why are you giving this person uh, this type of platform? Well, I've always prided myself on the fact that this is a free speech area. Uh, if you're a never-Trumper, if you're an always-Trumper, if you're an in-between-Trumper, even if you're a flat-out liberal but you're willing to be respectful and have a decent conversation, although granted that's only happened a couple of times in the show's history because most leftists don't want to come on the show and most true liberals uh, are hardly recognizable as being leftists these days. The bottom line is they come on here because I trust you. I trust you. It's a free speech platform, and I trust you to be able to hear what they have to say and then for you to decide how you feel about it and what you want to think about it. That part is your work. Now, what we'll have to do here momentarily is reset the hour. But I'm very much looking forward to, uh, in the second hour, our extended conversation with Ken Crow. Uh, It's been a little too long, in my opinion, since the last time we got to talk to Ken. Uh, Of course, I feel that way after about two weeks. Ken's a busy guy, and I do try to bring in other guests, too. But uh, he'll be joining us here in just a little bit, uh, assuming that we don't have any uh, further technical glyphs. And we're going to do some catching up. We're going to talk presidential politics. We're going to talk Michigan politics. We're going to talk about some other updates Ken wants to uh, bring up. And uh, hopefully we'll have a little bit of fun while we're informing. So set back, relax. We're going to have the very much more relaxed and fun-filled conversation between two friends, second hour here on Friday night. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Remember, don't take my Definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. One message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Mainstream media is reporting that President Biden's approval rating is around 48%. I created a poll last night, and our results are very different compared to mainstream media. Over 35,000 people voted on our poll so far, and President Biden has an approval rating of 13%. You mind telling me what this is all about, Mr. He's dead, Jim. Space, the final frontier. The world first met Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock on this day in history, September 8th, 1966, with the premiere of the television series Star Trek. Star Trek creator Gene Roddenberry wanted to introduce audiences to a world that championed diversity, inclusion, acceptance, and hope. There have now been 11 Star Trek television series as well as 13 movies. Today, September 8th, is now celebrated worldwide by Trekkies as Star Trek Day. Live long and prosper. I'm Corey Myers, USA News. 
This is Tim Tap, host of Tap Into the Truth that you can hear every Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on the K-Star Talk Radio Network, Liberty Talk FM, ZMA Radio, and the Vera Network. and prosper. Hello, America. This is Ken Crow with Conservative Daily Briefing, and you are listening to Tim Tap, Tap Into the Truth. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show as we dive headlong into hour number two of the Friday night live version of Tap Into the Truth. Thank you so much for being here. I want to thank Stella Marabito and uh, Randy L. Noble for being here in the first hour. And I'm so excited to get to talk to that guy you just heard in the liner again. Uh, like I mentioned at the end of the first hour, been way too long since we got to talk to Ken and glad to have him back on board. But before we get started, I have to remind you about our friends over at Native Path. Uh, why? Because the medical profession has went woke. So now it's up to you to take your health into your hands. And if you are concerned at all, worried in the least little bit about your heart, your memory, your swollen, achy joints, and again, that was my issue, uh, Native Path has got a Antarctic krill oil supplement that really could help put an end to issues with all three. It's been shown to support healthy blood pressure, circulation, brain health, as well as reduce inflammation, swelling, and joint pain. And again, uh, the what it has done for me, I don't hesitate to use the term miracle. Uh, my mobility, the lack of pain now in my ankles and my knees uh, from when I played basketball in my youth and have been carrying extra pounds since then, I put a lot of strain on those things, and it has worked extremely well with helping me with that. Now, I can't guarantee you that it will have the same effect on you. It may work better. Uh, it may work on one of these other things that it's been shown to do, but – I can attest to you that based on my personal experience, it's worth a shot. And all you have to do to check out a special offer for exclusive to listeners of Tap Into the Truth is to visit FixSwollenFeet.com. Uh, uh, spoiler alert, you can get up to 58% off of the normal price. The krill oil is pure. It's effective. It's bioavailable. means it's easily absorbed by the body contains a, a variation of omega-3 fatty acid that certainly helps the body to reduce inflammation and swelling. Uh, for a limited time, go check out your best deal available, exclusive to listeners of the show. Again, FixSwollenFeet.com. Strange, uh, <laughs> strange website uh, destination, but serious, serious help. All right, let's get at it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show my friend, great American patriot, and, you know, just great American, 
Mr. Ken Crow. Ken, thanks for coming back on with us. How are you doing, my friend? Man, I tell you what, I, I thought I was doing pretty good until I heard about the krill oil. I'm going to check that out and the buffer music. Man, when, when did we start doing disco? You reminded me so much of my youth. I thank you for that. I just love coming on this show. It's a lot of fun. Hats off to Doug. Doug, you're doing a great job, my brother. <laughs> He is a great guy. He is a great guy. Uh, <laughs> Doug is Doug is Tim's producer. For those of you that don't know, anyway, how are you, my friend? Well, actually, I'm uh, on the uh, downhill slide from trying to get over uh, a bit of a head cold that I've been fighting all week. Uh, finally, starting to to be able to put more than a couple of words together without having to sneeze, cough, hack, or some other various not so pleasant bodily uh, <laughs> activity. But uh, definitely glad to be on the well, mend, uh, and definitely excited about getting to, a chance to talk to you. I know you've got some updates you want to discuss, but before we jump into to those things, oh. I really wanted to talk to you about the full-blown panic mode that the left seems to be in now that this CNN poll came out showing all these situations where evidently Joe Biden is running even with almost every Republican candidate except for Nikki Haley, uh, who's beating him significantly, and Chris Christie, who's beating him by like two points. And it makes sense that those two <laughs> would be the ones that uh, would uh, fare the best when it comes to a CNN poll because they're the closest to a Democrat based on their policies currently. I mean, Nikki Haley, uh, her stance on abortion and uh, some of her other policies are enough to gravitate women and college-level folks back in that direction. But, you know, just to see the pure panic and to, to see the reactions to this, uh, it's kind of bittersweet because I like it whenever they're scared, but it also means it's going to help activate them for the general election, no matter who gets the nomination. But uh, enough of my analysis. I, I want to hear yours. Well, uh, first thing, yeah, anytime Chris Christie is beating you, it's time to panic. <laughs> Number one. But, uh, that's amazing. I Yeah, Chris Christie, you got to be kidding me. Anyway. Um, uh, I, I can tell you where and what's going on in the field as I'm in the field every day, Nikki Haley is making a surge. I originally thought when the, this presidential season started that she would do very well. And the reason is, is because she is very wholesome and she is a master at retail politics. This lady is brilliant at shaking hands, kissing babies, going from store to store on the town square and saying hello and all that. She is brilliant at doing that. And uh, her policies, her resume, I mean, two-term governor of South Carolina, did very well down there, uh, became an ambassador. And, yeah, I mean, she's got the creds. She's got the creds, and she knows foreign policy. And uh, my opinion, I think she won the foreign policy debate in the debates the other day. Uh, she won that hands down. Um, pardon me. Um, 
Vivek, here's my analysis of Vivek, and I have sat and actually visited with him one night a couple of weeks ago for about an hour. He was sitting there with his son on his knee. We sat on a little rock ledge at this fellow's house, and it was just he and I talking. And the man is brilliant. There's no doubt about it. He cares about people. He cares about the country. But he's got two handicaps. I hate to say this, but it's true. In the general election, he would carry the upper states very well. He's he's a he's not a hard right toxic speaking Republican conservative, you know, Tea Party type guy. He's very knowledgeable. He backs up everything he says with statements. When he talks to you, he looks into your eyes and he listens to every word. Uh, when he talks to you privately, he's very, very soft-spoken. And I'll be candid with you. I asked him this question straight up. I said, Vivek, i got to ask you one question. I've only got one very serious question for you. You're he goes, yes. I said, I've studied about Hinduism and it's a peace religion, religion of peace, and they don't like fighting. What are you going to do if your commander-in-chief and the United States is forced to go into a, into a war with somebody? Are you going to be able to send troops knowing that you're going to kill people? And he looked at me and straight up said, Ken, uh, the first rule of Hinduism is do your duty. And if my duty is being commander-in-chief and protecting this nation, then I'm not going to hesitate to send to, to send the troops in if that's what's necessary. I said, okay, fair enough. But Vivek's got a problem. He is Hindu, and there's no way the South is going to carry him. I don't see him winning the primary because I don't see him being able to carry those southern states like Tennessee, Kentucky, Alabama, you know, South Carolina, North Carolina, and such. I don't see him being able, which he won't be able to garner enough elect, uh, uh, delegate votes if that's the case. He could carry the upper tier, but I don't see him carrying the southern realm, so to speak. Um, I don't see Baptists being able to vote for this fellow. Even though he would be a great, he's brilliant, he would be great. I just don't see him doing it. Uh, I think that's his handicap. Um, Burgum, believe it or not, is making strides handedly because he's putting so much of his own money into television advertising and all that. So he's starting to penetrate. Uh, Trump, I don't see Trump surviving. I don't see him making it to the election. I know that's going to anger a lot of people. I'm going to get hate mail. You're going to get hate mail for having me on. But uh, I don't see it happening because he's going to be convicted. He will be. There's no disputing. He will be convicted at the Mar-a-Lago trial in March. Uh, at the very least, for obstruction of justice, uh, because he ordered his 
remember a few weeks ago, months ago, two months ago, you had those attorneys quitting. They quit him because they had to go give depositions. And they admitted to him ordering them to hide files. And that same thing had happened to his butler, who has given depositions to the same thing. So you had the National Archives come to him and say, Mr. President, we know these files are here because they record everything that leaves that White House, everything, every scrap of toilet paper they recorded. And they knew he had the files. He denied it. Uh, he sent them on a wild goose chase. Then the FBI comes to him. He denies it again. So now he's lied to the FBI, which is a felony in and of itself. And then when they finally do raid him and confiscate this stuff, um, yeah, he's in trouble. He's in trouble at the very least for obstruction of justice. So I don't think once he's convicted of a felony, I know what the Constitution says. I know about the 14th. I know all of that. I just think the popularity now, some people will say, well, you convict him of a felony, he's going to rise in the polls. I really don't think so. I don't think the American people are going to be willing to elect a convicted felon for president, even though we love him, even though the economy was great, even though, even though, even though. I just don't think it's going to happen because of the fact that he is a convicted felon now. I, I just don't see it. I, I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. Um, well, I, I think that you're probably right again because it's not going to be Republicans that decide the outcome of the election. Uh, all the Republicans got to vote Republican. Uh, Donald Trump may very well rise in the polls on the Republican primary uh, if this happens because, you know, we want to show galvanized support. Uh, I I think that we're probably going to see some people who have been on the Trump train probably jump off if that happens, though. Uh, i be interesting to see. But regardless, it's the independent voters that are still, at least according to all the polling data, that seem to be breaking towards Biden ever so slightly, uh, no matter who the Democrats end up having as their nominee, uh, even if it is and remains Joe Biden for whatever miraculous thing that happens to make that occur, uh, I think they're probably going to hold their nose and vote for the opposition rather than the mean tweet guy because orange man bad. And if all we're talking about is Trump in court this week, uh, Trump in court next week, Trump in court after that, then we're not properly focused on Bidenomics being crap, how stupid the Democratic Party in this administration in particular thinks that the American people are, uh, uh, how tragic it is to see gas prices go back up because we're shutting down leases uh, in uh, Alaska and we're attacking uh, Americans and putting people illegally crossing our border ahead of our veterans. And uh, now we're going to try to to appease the Democratic mayors and governors and uh, more 
northern and eastern areas by saying that we're going to have to leave all these people in Texas. We're going to make it federally illegal for Governor Abbott to bust these people out anymore. Uh, All these things that are designed to keep the rest of the country from feeling the pain that border states and border towns have been feeling. If we're not talking about Biden and how terrible everything is under there, that makes it really, really hard for uh, the average independent uh, individual because as hard as it is for people like you and me to understand, Ken, these people clearly aren't paying attention to politics. They're not uh, understanding how these things are affecting them, and they're still silly enough to trust sources like CNN and MSNBC, and, and they want to believe what they're being told, and if that's all they're hearing – then how can we expect them to vote in a way that makes sense? So I, I think you're dead uh, spot on, even though I don't like it either, Ken. Uh, with that being said, I, I do think Vivek might surprise you in some of the southern states, but I do tend to think that either Ron or uh, Nikki Haley probably fare much better in the southern states than Vivek. Well, he does much better north. I think you're dead on. Go ahead. I'm sorry. There, there, there was a big article yesterday, and I, I'm going to get off this real quick and lead you down another path that's going to shock you. Um, Ron DeSantis is tanking. His, yeah. his billionaire supporters are pulling all their money back. Uh, he's not going to get very far. He He's not liked in Iowa at all. He, I mean, same in New Hampshire. Uh, forget the polling. I'm telling you what I'm hearing from uh, from people that are running campaigns and things like that. He is not liked. He, he just doesn't have a likable personality, okay? He, he's very aggressive. He's very... He doesn't speak with any, well, let me look at that. He says this, 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 and this, and that's the way it is, by God. You take what he said or forget it, you know, that type personality. And he's just not doing well in the retail politic realm. He may do better in, you know, his super PAC may be able to run great ads for him, but I don't think that's going to carry him far enough. Plus, he's running out of money. He's having to pull money from other states to keep running here in Iowa. And that was, uh, found that out today, as a matter of fact. So I don't think Biden's going to be in the election. He's not, I don't think he's going to be the nominee at all. I think he's going to end up stepping aside saying, you know, I miss my grandchildren. I want to go spend time with my, they're not going to admit that he's lost it. He's loopy. He's mentally messed up. They're going to say he wants to go play with his grandkids in his final years. I don't think he's going to be the nominee. Actually, I think Bobby Kennedy's going to be the nominee. Now, with that said, let me explain. The DNC is terrified of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. They are terrified of him because he's bringing sanity back to the party. He's bringing Uncle John and Bobby Jr. back to the party, or Bobby Sr. He's reigniting people. If you hear one of his speeches, you'll say, oh, my God, this guy is so right about so many things. I sat on a couch with his campaign manager about two, three weeks, about three weeks ago uh, at the Hilton Hotel in Des Moines. I sat on the couch with 
uh, Congressman Dennis Kucinich, who ran for president twice, that was his camp. It's his campaign manager. Right. And I asked him. I said, "Let me ask you a question, Congressman." I said, "If his name wasn't Kennedy, he'd be a Republican." He looked me straight in the eyes and said, you're 100% right. <laughs> he would be. If his name were anything but Kennedy, he would be a Republican. This guy is down on Big Pharma big time. He's down on the military. He says we're wasting our time, money, treasure, and resources in Ukraine. This is stupid. We need to bring our troops home. I mean, everything, everything he says is conservative. We need to balance a budget. We need to close the borders. You know, he, he's saying, yeah, we need to shut our borders down. This is dangerous. What's going on? When, when you listen to him, the, the guy is brilliant. He is absolutely brilliant. And he is not a left-wing loon Democrat. He is hardcore. I would call him a moderate Republican, maybe. Maybe even to the right of that. On some subjects, he is to the right of that. And I think you're going to see him catch fire big time. He's already doing it. He's raising 5 to $10 million a week right now. I mean, he's raising some serious money. And uh, he's got, matter of fact, I got an email tonight from his campaign. He's having a little yet together at somebody's house in Beverly Hills in about two weeks with Eric Clapton. So he's, he's bringing in the heavy artillery to endorse him and raise money. And the guy's straight up. I mean, he's a good guy. And uh, I was asked, Ken, why are you running his campaign in Iowa? And I said, for the first time in my life, I've been a registered Republican since 1976. And I said, my party's left me. I didn't leave my party. My party left me. My party left me with Mitch McConnell and all the rest of the groupies who signed off on $29 trillion worth of debt. My party left me when we have a president that's got the southern border open to anybody and everybody, and the Republicans do nothing. They do nothing. Let's face it, Tim. They have done nothing to stop this except blow smoke. That's it. And, yeah, I, and I wish I could argue with you, my, but my you're party absolutely left right. Me. I didn't leave my party, and I'm not signing on to be a Democrat. Don't get me wrong. But I am, for the first time in my life, going to vote for the man not the party. I'm not going to defend my party. I am going to support who I feel will be the best president for this country. And I believe that's Robert F. Kennedy for a lot of reasons. And if you want to ask me questions about it, I'll be happy to answer them. But we're going to win Iowa. He's going to win New Hampshire. And he has already penetrated hugely into Joe's uh, popularity in South Carolina. I think he's going to win South Carolina. He's already set up and got uh, got uh, offices open in 25 states that are staffed. I mean, he's got a serious operation going. And Dennis Kucinich is doing an incredible job. 
So is Rhonda Rohrbacher. Now, I got to tell you a funny story about Rhonda Rohrbacher. You need to hear this story. She is the national field director for the campaign. She's running grassroots across America. So one night about a month ago, I get this phone call about 9 o'clock at night. And there's this nice lady on the phone. She said, Mr. Crow. And I said, yes. She said, hi, my name's Rhonda Rohrbacher. I said, okay. She said, I'm told that if we want to win, I will call you. I said, wow, that's quite a compliment. Thank you. Who's we? (laughs) She said, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I said, ma'am, do you know who you're calling? (laughs) I'm to the the right of the Republican Party. I'm to the right of the Tea Party, okay? (laughs) I'm I'm hardcore. She goes, I know. So am I. I said, Rohrbacher, wait a minute, Rohrbacher. I know that name. Are you any relation to Dave Rohrbacher, that famous fire-breathing Republican out of Arch County, California? She said, yeah, I've been related to him for about 28 years now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I said, he would be one of Bob Dornan's best friends. (laughs) <laughs> he was another one that Rush Limbaugh loved B1 Bob Dornan and Dana Rohrbacher. He just loved them because they kept Southern California in distress all the time. At any rate, uh, I said, wait a minute, you're, what are you doing working for a Kennedy? She said, have you studied his policies? I said, I just cursory. I, I haven't really done any studying. She said, you need to read up. I said, okay. She said, let me tell you. And she started into a diatribe on it. And I said, holy smokes. And she said, yeah, you see why I'm supporting him now? And I said, "Uh uh-huh, I do. And, uh, yeah, he's the real deal. And uh, so, anyway, that's how I ended up on this campaign. (laughs) I started out being the field director for the state. Then about two days later, I get a call from Dennis. He says, uh, you're our state director. I said, huh? <laughs> he said, it's up to you winning. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. <laughs> all right. So we've got all the, <clears throat> we got about the mate. Well, I've got all of the major population centers of the state covered now. Volunteers are flocking to this campaign. I mean, and I was going to talk to you about Trump about it. It's amazing to me how many former Trump supporters there are supporting Kennedy now. That was a shocker. Half of the people that are coming to these events or working as volunteers were Trump supporters in 16 and 20. I would bet half of them are, truthfully. Well, we've we've only got because a little he, bit of time. He's got an America First agenda. I mean, Kennedy's agenda is America First. I mean, everything he speaks is the same stuff Trump talks about. He just does okay. it a little yeah. more delicately. Yeah, we're we're going to have to break in so that we can take our mid hour sure. break, but we can pick up right where you're left off. But I have a question about that uh, uh, right there, so uh, we'll pick up on the other side of the break. Before we uh, uh, take yeah. our mid hour break, I do need to remind everybody about our friends over at Vanish Holster. Uh, they have thousands of customers that swear that they're the most comfortable holster. Period. Uh, the 
fastest path to tyranny is to give up your guns. The quickest way to become a victim of violent crime is to not have your handgun on you when you need it. Vanish Holsters is the most comfortable holster, and it's designed to save you money. It works with nearly all semi-automatic handguns, and it's designed to let you carry multiple positions. You don't need a tactical belt. It lets you carry two magazines as well. Uh, Just go see for yourself. Visit www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Be sure to use the backslash T-A-P-P. Automatically activate a $40 discount for yourself uh, in the age of Bidenomics who can afford not to save money. That's www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Don't go anywhere. Our conversation with Ken Crow continues on the other side of this break. Sir, I protest. I am not a merry man. This is Sim Tap, the ever so humble and mostly peaceful host of Tap Into The Truth. Before every great U.S. city completely collapses under the weight of ruthless demonic policies of mostly Democrat politicians and community activists, the remaining civilized sovereign citizens had better unite and make some serious changes. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. Like cancer in a human body that begins as a small tumor that is not properly neutralized, it metastasizes and destroys the entire body. The unchecked leftist policies of most Democrat mayors and city councils have laid the groundwork for massive urban destruction that at one time was relegated to small sections of cities known as slums. But today, retail stores are closing down in the once tony sections of Beverly Hills, California, Portland, Oregon, San Francisco, New York City, and even San Diego and Austin, Texas, are plagued by rapidly growing destructive homeless populations and rapid criminal activity that has caused and encouraged by leftist politicians to destroy our cities and our exceptional nation way of life. My fellow Americans, most politicians and globalist elites will completely destroy our republic with the help of street cretins if we allow it. Time to stop the madness. And remember, if you don't know or stand for your inalienable rights, you won't have them. I'm Ron Edwards. Second's goal is a protective headgear company with a patented line of impact-reducing products. At Second Skull, we focus on head protection as our only priority so that we can be the absolute best at it. With an estimated 2.8 million Americans sustaining a traumatic brain injury each year and a half a million children being treated in the ERH year for a head injury, there have been recent declines in athletic participation levels. We believe that concerns and fears of head injuries are factors contributing to these declines in activity levels. Second Skull has protection for every sport and for every athlete. Our product line of thin, lightweight, breathable, and practical solutions are each tested at independent and accredited laboratories. These products are patented and proven. 
constitutional grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, constitutional grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to theronedwards.com and click on to the constitutional grounds coffee display to make your purchase constitutional grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hello, my name is Tyler Boone, singer-songwriter and founder of the award-winning Homegrown Boone's Bourbon label out of Charleston, South Carolina. Over just four years, Boone's Bourbon has been awarded some incredible awards, such as the Platinum Los Angeles, Double Gold New York, Gold Las Vegas, Silver Denver, and also named Top Six in the World in Forbes. While also being featured in Rolling Stone magazine, Billboard magazine, American Songwriter, and we're also now available in 24 states all across the country. So Boone's Bourbon is a high-proof, cash-strength bourbon at 117 proof. We are 75 corn, 21 rye, 4 barley, and at our price point, we're beating the competition at $40 in the retail stores. Boone's Bourbon is a family-owned business out of Charleston, South Carolina with my father, Mick Boone. Cheers, and we hope to see you soon. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition My Pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. From all of us here at MyPillow, You're listening to Tap Into The Truth. This is Matt Fitzgibbons. This is Amy Hallam. This is AZ. It is Friday night, and we are sharing the night together. Thank you for being a part of tonight's live show. I appreciate you being here. We've got Ken Crow on the line, and we're continuing our conversation with him. But before we do that, I've got one last reminder to give to you, and that is, of course, our first corporate sponsor, our first, well, partner. Yeah, uh, we're, we're building a true partnership behind the scenes, actually. That, of course, is our friends over at Four Patriots. Uh, guys, if you need survival food kits, you're not going to do any better than what Four Patriots has. You're just not. I'm still constantly fighting uh, the wife and the kids, trying to keep them out of it, because uh, as soon as they decide they don't want to uh go out and buy more groceries they're digging into my stash it's like guys this is for survival purposes they're like yeah and we're trying to survive thanks for uh bringing in some more for patriots for it's like anyway uh only way that you can be sure is to do what i say at the end of every show don't take my word for it go visit fourpatriots.com see for yourself everything from the survival food kits to water purification to seeds to 
uh, freaking backup electricity for emergency purposes. They've got just about anything you could possibly need and probably a few things you don't even realize that you want until you see them. Uh, yeah, I'm still trying to talk myself into not getting the solar freezer because I want it so badly, but I, I've got to be more strategic. I, I'm hoping they'll actually send me that with some of the <laughs> other things that they want me to try as our relationship strengthens. But as much as I'd like to take credit for that, it's actually you guys. You're the reason that my relationship with Four Patriots is doing so well because you guys have responded so well to it. So please continue to visit my friends over at Four Patriots and take advantage of the savings that are made available by using the promo code. So visit fourpatriots.com and don't forget to use promo code TAP, T-A-P-P at checkout. Save yourself 10%. Reminder, Bidenomics, right? Who can afford not to save money, especially on things you know you're going to need? That's the number four, patriots.com. Use promo code TAP, T-A-P-P, check out. And uh, let's get back to Ken. Ken, again, I, I have a question I want to start out the gate with you. But before we get back into the conversation, because I know we'll be pressed for time at the end, please let everybody know where they can find your work. Uh, feel free to share any of your handles and social media platforms that you're inviting people to follow you on any websites you want to share at all, anything like that. Throw that out right now, sir. Well, I, I tell you that we've got to change. Uh, you remember crow's nest politics? I do remember when I had that website. Yes, well, sir. I had a million readers a month on that website, and for whatever reason, I got really dumb and decided, you know what, I'm going to rename my website Conservative Daily Briefing. Well, I've had plenty of people scream at me for the last five years, so I'm going back to crowsnestpolitics.org, and I will have it back up and running here in a couple of days. <laughs> crowsnestpolitics.org and uh, I, I'm going home to what brung me and I've just pulled up your Four Patriots website this is a cool website dude they got a solar a solar driven freezer now I need that that is cool yes, sir. I'm going to look into <laughs> this stuff I, I, I don't mean to be plugging your stuff but they, they got some cool stuff on here man I'm sitting here looking at it. I've never seen a solar panel freezer. I've never seen a solar panel generator before. This is cool. Good stuff. It really man. is. Anyway. I've, uh, I've been sitting around playing with my Patriot sidekick for a while, and I, I intentionally try to run it down to see how long it takes and then to charge it back up to see how long it takes to charge. And it occurred to me that I never mentioned one of the coolest aspects, and that is that little foldable solar panel that you can use to charge it. You can also direct connect to USB ports, so you literally can just take the panel around with you. It folds up into this neat little carrying case, and you don't have to necessarily yeah. take the full product with you, you can just take the solar panel and charge your phone in an emergency if you needed to. Much easier. And, and that's super cool, too. I, they've got a lot of great products. Well, and uh, you're welcome they, to plug they, the they products a, as much as you like. They got a special on here. They got a special on here right now. It says uh, buy one, get one free solar generator deal. Yeah. So you buy yeah. one solar generator, they're going to give you another. That. Dude, this is cool. 
Anyway, all right. So, what was your question for me? I got sidetracked. Oh, KWR Crow on what was it? It was Twitter. Now it's X. (laughs) And then I'm on Facebook under Ken Crow, the dude with the cowboy hat. I'm easy to find. Anyway, all right. So I'll shut up now. Go. So when when it it comes to. Mr. Kennedy and his campaign. I had just heard today that he's leaving the possibility open of running as a third-party candidate. Uh, it doesn't sound like there's much interest in that from what you were telling us, but I, I, I think it's probably a good idea because we've seen what the Democratic Party's done in the past when you're somebody that doesn't fit the mold of what they want to do. Uh, is there any chance, based on what you've seen in the communications that you've had, that that might still be a possibility of just running as a third-party candidate, or are you just absolutely positive that you're going to be the Democratic nominee, even though uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., he just doesn't seem to fit the mold of where the Democratic Party wants to be now? Well, I'm glad you mentioned that, and I'm going to preface everything with saying this is just my opinion. None of my opinion has anything to do with campaign policy or messaging or anything else. These are just my opinions, okay? Um, I don't see him running as a third party because we've never had a third party win before, really, because the parties have so much money, and once you're the nominee, they pour literally a billion dollars into your campaign. So I, I don't see that happening i don't see how anybody robert kennedy or anybody can win as a third party for presidency in this nation uh with that said you're right he doesn't fit the current mold of the democrat party and that's part of his speaking when he's giving speeches he says you know we 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 need to come home so to speak i'm paraphrasing But he very eloquently says, you know, the party is not the heart of this country, some of their policies. You know, he doesn't get into these high-impact socio, you know, societal things going on with woke and such as that. Uh, He tries to stay away from those type of subjects because they're a no-win subject. You're you're not going to win. And people aren't voting on those particular topics anyway. Uh, They're voting on the economy. All this goes back to James Carville, the great Louisiana Democrat (laughs) political operative. It's the economy, stupid. And people vote their wallets. In the end, they vote their wallets. They're going to vote with who they think is going to do the best job of them putting more money in their wallet. And it ain't Joe Biden. That's a fact. Uh, Kennedy has said we need to lower taxes, particularly corporate taxes. He's big on capitalism, but he wants he, he wants the government out of the middle of capitalism, uh, like with this military industrial complex stuff. Again, I'm just you know you guys go to the website and look it up and read his literature, read his stuff. Uh, I'm not trying to tell anybody what he thinks and his policies. I'm just saying what I've heard. But uh, at any rate, 
Long story short, no, I, I don't think he would run as an independent. I think what's going to happen is this. I think he is going to create such a massive groundswell of support, the Democrat Party is going to be forced to support him. I think he's going to cause them to be forced to support him. That's what I think is going to happen. Uh, he's going to win Iowa, New Hampshire. I think he's going to win South Carolina. He's already operating in the Super Tuesday states. He's already campaigning there. He's got offices set up. And Biden is still trying to campaign from the basement of the White House. I don't think, I don't think Kennedy's going to be denied. I really don't. That's my, that's just my opinion. Right. Well, I mean, by the same logic, I mean, realistically, instead of Hillary Clinton, we probably should have had Bernie Sanders as the nominee for the Democratic Party a few years back. Uh, he had all the groundswell. Bernie he had all Bader, real support. And they, go ahead. No, I just said Bernie beat her. He beat her, and they yeah. stole it from him at the convention is what they did with those super delegates. Right. Remember? Yeah, and, and that's kind of I, I, what I'm wondering. Yeah, why, why, this, why would this be any different, Ken? Well, and you're absolutely right. But who would they put up? They right. can't. They know Biden's going to lose. They know he put up Elmo, and he beats Biden. I mean, <laughs> put up whoever you want to put up, and they're going to beat him. Biden can't win. The, the the war in Ukraine, people are turning on that. They are getting angrier and angrier as the days go by. Every time we turn around, Biden's sending more money to Zelensky. Why? Yeah. I would be really curious to know what his bank account balance in Switzerland is right now. Because yeah, I guarantee it's not $18.45. Yeah. I think the real impact uh, with the whole Ukraine thing and what's really turning uh, in amongst the Democratic Party and his normal supporters is how terribly disconnected he was from the Hawaii and the Maui fires. Uh, he has almost single-handedly turned some very blue enclaves uh, into uh, almost purplish uh, at this point just because they don't like his reactions. Um uh, switching back to Vivek, I, I had a question I wanted to ask about Vivek, but since you've had your one-on-one -on -one FaceTime with him, I, I've had a chance to talk to some of his uh, supporters, some of his people. haven't had a chance to talk to him directly, but uh, from the conversations you've had, it sounds like he's serious about running, but I keep getting the feeling, and I know I'm not the only person who said this, but it still kind of feels to me like he's – trying to position himself for a future, that, that this was more about running for name recognition more so than expecting to win. Did you get that sense at all during your conversations with him, or is that just a misperception because people are still kind of distanced from him? No, I did not get that perception at all. And I listened to a couple of his speeches in person, and no, he's in this. In fact, he's put up, he, he's already put up, I want to say it's $15 million now or $20 million of his own money. And he's prepared to put up over $100 million of his own money up front. 
he's raising money now. He's not having to put it up as much and as often, but he's prepared to do it. He set aside a hundred million for this race in cash out of his own bank account. And this guy, you got to remember, he's what thirty six years old, I believe. I think so. Uh, he he's he's got two PhDs. He's got one in law, and then one in uh, I don't know biochemistry. One of those subjects that there's no way on God's green earth I'd get past first semester in. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he's got a PhD in that as well as a Harvard law degree. And now think about this for a minute. So he gets out of college at 24, 25 years old after all his college and these degrees, right? And between there and 35 years old, he becomes a billionaire, self-made. His parents didn't give him a nickel because they didn't have a nickel to give him. Right. How smart do you have to be to do that? Uh, he's impressive. He is, and I've been telling people from the start, don't sleep on Vivek. He, he's the the one weakness that he had coming in was sometimes he was almost too smart in how he was talking to people, and he's worked on that. He's gotten more personable. He's much better at the the wholesale politics uh, at this point, and he only continues to grow strength. Uh, how do you You're see that? You're 100% correct, and I did mention that to him about a month ago when I sat down with him, and he had it worked on it. You're right. I said, sir, you're talking off people's heads. I said, you need to turn it back to about a 10th grade, grade level. Because right now, you're at a, you know, you're at a master degree level, and a lot of us are having trouble. He goes, okay, I get it. I'll do it. I said, okay. <laughs> I'll give you his phone number, by the way, where you can call his people and, and get him scheduled. Oh, that would be great. Uh, yeah, I, I guess at this point, though, uh, you, you talked about not thinking that Trump's going to make it. Does mm-hmm. that mean that you don't think Trump's going to get the Republican nomination either? Uh, do you see somebody else uh, as the Republican nominee at this point? I, I, that is a $64 question. I I in some ways I can see him finally getting beat over the head enough where he goes, you know what? Uh, I need to step aside. I, I can see that happening. Then I can see him sticking his head down, putting on his helmet and saying, screw this. I'm going all the way. I can see that too. I can see both sides. I honestly don't know what he's going to do. I know he's going to lose that case in New York over Stormy Daniels. Uh, uh, Alan Dershowitz even said that he'll win it on appeal, but initially he's going to lose it in Manhattan. Then he's going to lose that writer. I've forgotten her name, the one that's suing him for defamation. He'll lose that case. He's going to lose Mar-a-Lago down. And, and that's one of his judges that he appointed has that case in Florida. Uh, they haven't scheduled the January 6th trials yet, which they're going to for the middle of next year. Uh, the Democrats have this planned out, Tim, where they keep the Republican Party in chaos all the way through the convention. 
they keep it in chaos, and they're banking on Trump staying in. Well, uh, clearly, so we're, we're yeah, we're we're in a pickle. Yeah. So I, I guess that's just that leaves us with the question: Does somebody else win uh, the nomination? Because at this moment, it, it looks like. Trump could uh, literally go down the middle of the street and shoot somebody a lot, like he said when he was first running, because people love him. I, the, yeah. the nomination is his to either lose or to give up, and he's not likely to lose it, I don't think. I don't think enough people in the Republican Party are going to turn their back on him because you've got the Trump train riders, and then you've got a group of people that just get even more upset because they know – that all these cases are political. They know the Democrats are pushing them, knowing they're going to lose most of them. The 14th Amendment argument is also a, a fake argument, uh, and it's just so ridiculous. But they know by the time Trump can get this sorted in court, the damage will have been done. Uh, so it, it's a, a win-win for them regardless. Uh, I just I wonder if somebody else doesn't step up because I, I have a hard time believing Trump's ego will let him just drop out. We've only got uh, well, a few minutes left, Ken. So can, can any final I, thoughts? Can I leave you with one story because you're going to wonder? You're probably wondering why are you supporting Kennedy and not Trump? You supported Trump in two elections. What happened? You uh, remember four, an four article minutes, that was put out? Pardon. Uh, four minutes, Ken. You got four minutes. Okay. All right. Do you remember an article that was put out in the New York Times some years back that was written by somebody named Anonymous? And they just blasted Trump for his childishness and immaturity and blah, blah, blah. Do you remember that? Yeah. We, I think we even talked about that on air, if was. I remember correctly. Well, I got a phone call one night shortly after that article came out. And it was on an encrypted phone number from Switzerland. And they asked me, I'm fixing to blow your show up here. You're going to love this. And you'll probably never invite me back after this. <laughs> but <laughs> So I get this phone call. Ken, would you be willing to run a presidential campaign? I said, well, it depends on who it is, what it is, blah, blah, blah. Well, okay, sign this NDA and we'll call you back tomorrow night. So... We got called back. There's a friend of mine in Alabama and me. We called back next night. <laughs> Said, uh, it's General McManus. The Secretary of Defense wants to run for presidency. And he's the one that wrote the article. I said, you got to be kidding me. Nope. Nope. And what it was, what this revolved around was when Kim Jong-un first started firing rockets over the bow of Japan. And Trump called everybody to the basement. Now, I didn't believe this story at first. I did and I didn't. But then I ran into Governor Rick Perry, who happened to be Secretary of Energy at the time. I said, Rick, did this really happen? He said, oh, my God, Ken, did it ever. And I said, okay, so what was the deal? Well, he calls all the secretaries. He calls the cabinet to the basement. They call the... Uh, admirals and generals and, you know, national uh, NSA and vice president, chief of staff. Everybody's down there, right? And he goes around the table and he says, okay, Treasury, tell me what we can do. Well, we can cut his money off the World Bank and starve him out. 
admiral, what can you do? We can send in the seventh fleet, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they get around the table and they come back to him. General said, we'll put 25,000 more troops on the border, you know, in the DMZ zone up there and as a show of force and a lot of great suggestions. They get back to him and he thinks for a minute and he says, why don't we use nukes? <laughs> and Rick told me, Ken, you could have heard a pin drop on the carpet. I said, you got to be shitting me. He's no, pardon me for crying. I apologize for that. But that was a direct quote, by the way. <laughs> he said, everybody's eyes in that room were the size of dinner plates, and everybody inhaled and didn't exhale. They were all holding their breath. And the part that made this so scary was he started arguing for his suggestion. He said, no, seriously, we can send low impact. It's part of our arsenal. Why can't we nuke the guy? Let's just nuke Pongyang, Okay. Uh, the wow. capital. Let, let's just take it out. We'll, we'll use a low-level nuke and just take it out. Never mind the five million people it'd kill. Never <laughs> mind the fact China is going to sit there and go, what are you guys doing? Now, keep in mind, it was shortly after this meeting that Nancy Pelosi ran it up the flagpole at Congress. We need to take this guy's football away from him. Because he was serious. He wanted to nuke North Korea. Well, that certainly and explains you, a lot that of the actions. I, I turned, that's Kent, when I turned my back gonna, on him. I said no. Uh -uh. We're going to have to leave the, the conversation there, but I tell you what, that, that'll be a great place to pick up the conversation next time we get together. So thank you so much for being here. As always, I appreciate it. Can always Ooh. count on something unique uh, being said. And uh, the last, <laughs> last several times you visited, you have not failed to surprise me, sir. Uh, thank you so much. Godspeed to you. Thank you, Tim. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Ken Crow. Be sure to check out uh, crowsnestpolitics.org once that is up and going here in the next little bit. Uh, I meant to ask him, and I'll have to check with him, if he's going to keep all the uh, conservative daily briefing stuff archived and move it over. Anyway, that's it, guys. Let's see if we can't survive another weekend. Thank you so much for being here, and remember, don't take my word for it. Uh, don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort, and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. Good night, everybody. Godspeed to you all. Using both hands 
using both hands. 